Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coming to you down here at ABC Fox, Montana. Sean Rainey, one of our go-to guys, joining us on the Big Sky Breakdown. Uh, you're probably more familiar with his appearances on Nuanas now, but I'm doing this uh, podcast series just with people that cover the Big Sky Conference, including uh, the Montana schools. You're the cleanup hitter, dude. I, 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 <laughs> Sean was giving me hell. He's like, I'm glad I got moved down the lineup after Kyle Hansen and Ashley Washburn, who are both friends of ours from over at, at uh, MTN and obviously competition in the TV world. But, like, we're in Montana. Like, we hang out with these people all the time. Like, you know, we're, we're friends with all of them. Uh, but I wanted you to be game week. I recorded with those guys during dead week in between fall camp and, and game day, and, and they both did great. Good job by Ashley and Kyle. But uh, glad to have you on, man. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. Just giving you a hard time. Oh, you have to. Um, it's yeah. been my day to get a hard time. All day yeah, long. yeah. Left-handed quarterbacks. Asking Bobby Halk about left-handed <laughs> quarterbacks. And that, he was salty just from the start of the press conference. Oh, man. Though. And so, I, like, knew, I knew. Me and oh, you yeah. grabbed the mic first like we always do. Yeah. And uh, you just had general one and just kept it one and done, and he was good. And then I got it, and uh, the, you know he wanted a little uh-huh. argument. That's how it goes. It's, hey, it's fine. I, the thing I love about, and you've covered Coach Alk a long time too. The thing I love about him is he wants you to be good. Like if you ask a question and it's sort of muddled or stumbling or, you know, he doesn't like the way you asked it, he'll just be like, yeah, go again. <laughs> Try over. <laughs> uh, but I do appreciate it. Well, the best part though is afterwards, he doesn't like hold anything. Like people think, oh, yeah, people yeah. think that like he like holds these grudges and like hates you if like you ask a dumb question or something like that. But afterwards, he was just like, joking around with you and it's oh it's, it's I, over with I went you know to go like get that's my little thing. i went to get my lapel mic and, and yeah. uh i was like yeah left-handed quarterback sorry not my best uh performance for those wondering butler comes to missoula yeah. on saturday their quarterback is left-handed uh i was sort of thinking on my feet thinking about how a left-handed quarterback influences offensive operation that's how i should have asked the question i asked if it influenced the grizz preparation and he said of course not what do you mean we're just preparing for, you know, an offense? So, uh, regardless, um, <laughs> afterwards, I went to get my mic, uh, my lapel mic, and he was like, do you like my joke? He's like, I, I had to have some fun with you. And I was like, hey, appreciate it. Thanks, coach. See you next week. Yeah, but you know that, like, he almost gets – he claps back more to, like, you and me because he knows oh, – yeah. Because he knows, like, he can – like, he gave – like, I have a full, like, compilation list of everything that he said last year of just, like, joking back and yeah, forth. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, that's how it is. So Well, that's the thing is you can't take it personal. And no. he is who, I, who how he is. Yeah. And, like, every time I talk to him when there's not a microphone in his face, he's great. He's so nice all the time, wants to know what's going on. It's all good. So, anyways, uh, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, uh, here on the Big Sky Breakdown. We're going to talk all things Big Sky football, Montana football, all uh, the in-betweens. I need some advice, though. Okay. So I've, I've fully reconciled myself to the fact that I am a uh, multimedia journalist now. I, I used to be just the sports writer or whatever. Now I have all these things, all these cords. Last year, I was in a full state of disarray every time I'd show up to a press conference because I had forgotten something, whatever. So I got a new backpack to help me organize my cords, but I'm still, I have too many cords. I had to ask you for a cord right when I got here. Mm-hmm. You have so many cords too. How do you keep them all straight? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, man. <laughs> you set, you just have to designate different pockets and yep, then yep. and then re- repetition, knowing yep. that like, hey, my repetition. XLR for this yep, goes in this yep, pocket, yep. this goes in this pocket. Yep. And then so it's just like, oh, I need this. I know which pocket it's in. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, good luck. You're going to have... It's hard, man. Yeah. I, I, I used to write out when I first started, I remember writing out like a checklist. Because oh. I would, and then I would just like look at my checklist. Like yeah. you could just yeah, write yeah. it like on the yeah, notes yeah. on your yeah. phone. 
okay, I got my camera battery, my card, my this, my tripod, my yes. this, my that. And just because I, you know, when you're first doing it, it's all a little bit new. And so you're sure. and your brain scrambling and we're going a million miles an hour this time of year as it is. Yeah. So you just come up with your checklist. Just look it over real quick. <laughs> take, it, it only takes an extra like 30, 45 seconds. And you just go through the checklist, make sure you're good to go. And then you go on your day. This is the, this is the advice I needed for sure. Checklists coming for me. <laughs> no question. For those that are wondering like, oh, how could you not bring all the stuff you need for work to work? What you need is all the stuff that when stuff goes terribly wrong, that you have a, a solution. Yeah, right? or extra batteries, like extra saying, this. Like you can't, you only get one shot. Like you, if your battery's dead on your camera, you got nothing. You, yep. Your job is a failure for the day. So you got to have an extra. Oh, there's, there's multiple times I've like driven <laughs> out to like Ronan to do oh. like a story. And, oh, I, and I get there and my memory card, I forgot it. And oh. I'm like, so I have to call and I'm like. Oh, will you meet me? You know, halfway, and you're I just will like, give you this, this, and this. Yeah, and then you, me. and then the the best part about it is, then you have to like, you tell the coach or the team you're with, you're like, oh, we're having some tech issues because I don't want to be like, yeah, I forgot my stuff oh. and sound like an idiot, so the, I blame it on the camera. The the classic. Last week I was interviewing <laughs> Devin Davis, and I was doing it with my hand recorder cell phone setup that I have. The hand recorder battery dies though, in the midst of the deal, so I'm like. I know it's about to die, and I know it's not live, so I know I could take a pause, but I'm also scrambling so that I know where batteries are. So, like, walking around my home office trying to find batteries. Anyways, nobody cares about this, but it is a lot of stuff, so I appreciate uh, the advice. You haven't been on in a while, man. How, how's your summer? Uh, summer's been good. A little crazy. Just as your kids get older, it's just more yeah. activities, so more this, them, more that. The update, what, you got eight and eight, five eight and six. Eight and six. Eight and six. We, or six. Yeah, we, we got into the three-on-three three scene a little this Ooh. summer, which was... Are you behaving yourself? Uh, yeah. Dude, no. <laughs> See, this is, that's what everybody says, okay? Hey, so Sean's a very competitive guy. I, he it, likes to talk a little okay. bit when we're playing hoops. See, I am very competitive, and, I'm, <laughs> and I love sports. So everyone was like, you, everyone growing up told me, you're going to be the crazy dad. Yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah, be the yeah, crazy yeah. dad. But with my job, I'm at a lot of sporting events, and totally. I see the crazy parents, yes, and it, yes, I'm like, yes. I'm never, I'm gonna be like the quiet one that just sits in the corner, totally. because I see it every day, and and it's such like a, oh, it's such a not turn off is the right uh, phrase, but like it's just it's it looks so bad when it you have the so parents that are yelling, so, it and takes it's, something so positive. And puts a negative tinge to it. And that's the part that drives me the most crazy. Well, and I th- These are just little kids. We should just be having fun watching the joy of the yeah, kids. Yeah, well, and around. I think the biggest thing, and it's you have dealt with this a lot like I have, is we get the crazy parents that will reach out to us. Oh, man. And want to vent or want to ask us questions yeah, or man. like, hey, what's going on with this? Or they want to just like track, ta- uh, talk trash about the coach or this or that. And, it, and then you see that it negatively impacts the kid and then you see you're like oh well that's probably why the kid is like that and like this and we just see it all the time and you know so we did the three on three eight-year-old second grade and there's and they're it's awesome but then the parents would are fighting and then they post it on facebook and then there's fights on facebook and i'm just like why does this have to start at this young of an age it's um or just happen period yeah and they're just take like they act like your kid has to be good at eight years old because he's going to get a college scholarship the next year or something. It's like only like 1% of kids are going to go to college. 1% of the 1% are going to play professionally. It is completely okay. If your kid 
is just like decent or average and just has a fun time playing sports. That's right. And uses it to right. gain friends and learn life lessons and golf then and then is. plays old man rec league like I do afterwards. <laughs> right. You plays don't go- plays golf yes, like us. Yes, you don't yeah. have to be a co- like being a college athlete and getting a college scholarship and and playing just to play sports totally. and grind it out is not the end all be all and it's parents not, need to learn yeah. this, you know. And, and also like your kid doesn't need to play in college for them to be defined or remembered as a great athlete either. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us play college sports. You're a great athlete, man. Yeah. Like I love playing sports with you. That's what sports is all about too, though, is just finding lifelong pursuits. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support. Your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. Tell me about what you've been seeing down at Grizz football practice. I know that our schedules are all over the place now and it's, uh, it's a little tougher to get to the full duration of practices like we used to be able to do, but you, what, was it, what was your impressions in the last well, couple weeks? My biggest takeaway is that I think there's more question marks about this Grizz team than I've had in a long time, just as far as unknowns. I agree. Whether, you know, position groups, certain um, certain athletes, I mean, last year was, coaching. Last year was like the, the knowns, right? Like last year there was like yeah, hardly, you had, there was hardly any position battles. You knew who was starting across the board, whether it was quarterback, receiver, like there was a running back rotation, whatever, but like most of the spots, especially the key spots, were shored up coming into last. Yeah, year. and maybe like we didn't know exactly what Lucas Johnson would look like, but we sure. knew that he was the starter. But you knew a month like, out before the season started, you knew Robbie Howe, Patrick O'Connell, yeah, the whole Justin defense. You knew exactly Ford what it's going to be. Exactly what they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, like exactly. right now, like I have no idea what the Grizz corners are going to look like. Not not one clue. I have no idea if they can hold up. Uh, on the defensive front outside of Gubner, like if he goes down. Who's going to be the primary pass rusher? Yeah. I mean, I think think Riley Wilson's going to end up being pretty good in that linebacker spot. I I think so, too. But, yeah, on the the opposite DN spot, uh, you know, obviously quarterback, we're not real sure, which was very interesting, you know, the stuff that Coach Halk was talking about today um, because it sounded like it was – I mean, we all thought, you know, Vidlak, 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 and Vidlak was ahead to start fall, and now it sounds like – you know, Clifton's kind of closed the gap a little bit. Um, Hold that thought. Just tell us more about what you saw at camp when you were there, and then we'll get into the quarterback. Yeah. Because I think it's really interesting. Um, what I saw was, I mean, similar to a lot of camps. Bobby Houck's camps, especially nowadays when I think coaches are – how do I say it? They are managing the intensity levels That's right. during camp. By necessity and by regulation, yes, and by society. And Coach Houck is is the opposite of that as much as he possibly can. Uh, I, I ran into a couple of Grizz guys uh, this last Friday night playing high school football, and I was asking them, they're you know transfers from different programs, and sure. like, hey, what do you think? You know, like, well, going like full pads ten days out from the first game was certainly interesting. <laughs> certainly, you know, certainly like, different. yeah, they're like, I know. they're like, I wasn't really used to going full speed so much, you know, and. I just was – I'm working on – you know, we're doing the the Butler game. We're producing that on – it'll be on ABC. And so I was going through some of my sideline hits for it. Because Coach Houck's teams, they're always really good to start the year. That's right. And I think a lot of that is because they go so hard in, in fall camp that the switch 
turning on that switch from fall camp to a it's game easy. is minimal because you're you're playing so much. But then obviously you have the attrition throughout the season, and they have a lot of guys hurt, you know, in fall camp. And Coach Houck is ten and one in his in his opening games, and nineteen and three in the first two games of the season combined. Great stats. And two of those losses are uh, Oregon, Iowa, and right. then to North Dakota State by one. Right. So they're very good out of the gates because they run such an intense, you know, fall camp. And so um, I think there's two different, you know sides to the argument of how how hard you should go but um overall i think it's been you know a pretty good camp it's it's been different with some of those the mainstays the robbie hallocks the patrick kind of like some of those guys gone it's it's been different seeing kind of new leaders and new voices um emerge um kind of cool yeah and, and then hearing just hearing different coaches yelling i guess <laughs> <laughs> totally it's kind of it all sounds the same. It's just coming from a different voice, you know, sometimes. Um, so, I mean, it's been it's been good energy, but, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's been – other than that, though, it's like, I don't know, all camps are kind of standard a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I do think that what you just said is, is one of the um, – it, it's one of the things that the Grizz football program is, is, in my eyes, under analysis on, and that is that – first of all, I said this on my Nuana's Now ESPN radio show earlier this week – I think that Bobby Houck deserves a ton of credit for being able to recruit a group of guys that really – he says it all the time, and it seems like it's just like boring coach speak, but it really is true about their program. They love football. They love each other. They're a really disciplined group that practices hard every single day. They show up. But he recruits guys that want that challenge, that yeah. want to practice hard every day. Every guy talks about it. Garrett Graves at the press conference today talked about it. He does deserve a ton of credit for that. The big piece of analysis for me, though, is that – that certainly matters in football. It will matter in football forever. It used to be the number one, the number one factor in football and in winning in the Big Sky Conference. Being the toughest, most disciplined, most fundamental, and most high-motor team in the league was why Bobby Houck won seven championships in a row. I don't know if that it's still a very important thing in football. I don't know if it's the most important thing. That's where I think they need to, to, to figure out a way to be malleable because they're going to beat teams – in terms of like the measurement of who's going harder and who's in better shape and who's you know more disciplined and all that, the Grizz have an advantage against pretty much everybody they're going to play. It's just a matter of then how do you find that extra? Edge. See and and have, did you watch the Swamp Kings, the I have Florida not, my, Gators thing? My uh, my brother called me specifically about it today and said you got to watch. Okay, this. yeah. I mean, it's interesting. They don't dive into like the some of the Aaron Hernandez and they leave yeah. out some detail stuff. But there was one thing, and you touched on it right there. And you made a good point that I hadn't thought of yet. So you're, we talk about how hard Coach Halk, you know, runs his program, and you got to put in a lot of work, intensity, and that's kind of like how the Urban Meyer Florida days were. Like sure. he made it a really hard program to go through, and all the guys are talking about it. Like Brandon Spikes, he's like this All American linebacker. He's like, yes. I don't want to work out. I just want to ball. You know, right. like I don't want to go through all this work. And then he learned that, like, hey, I have to go through this to be where I want to be. And you said, "What, like you can win like that in the past, but you need that other thing." Yes. Well, the one difference with the Urban Meyer thing that they're talking about yep. is he treated his stars like yep. stars, yep, and it, differentiated that part yep. of it. And he had what did he have? Talent, but he had, he had a he had a, a star at quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, but he so there's there's stories there where they're saying how like he's like the star players got to eat 
steak and lobster served to them in the <laughs> right, lunchroom. He's right. like, well, the, the crap players that weren't doing what sure. they needed to do were getting hamburgers and hot dogs, and they had to serve it themselves. So there was a hierarchy. There was a hierarchy. And Coach Houck doesn't believe in any hierarchy. Like, everybody is the same. He treats right. everybody the right. same. That kind of, we're not going to elevate one player, any of that stuff. It's very militaristic, right? Yeah. It's very much so, like the But, military. like, Urban, and, and you, when you watch it, you'll see. Like, he's very militaristic in how they train. And they talked about it. They're like, it felt like we were all training to go to war. Like, not go play For a sure. football game. So it reminded me of Coach Halleck a lot like oh. that, but then different in how you elevate your stars and things of that nature, which I think, you know, especially in today's age, you, you might need a little bit of mix of that, you know? I, I think you do. I think that that's – I said this last year throughout the season, but I think that the key to modern-day success in a variety of realms, whether you're talking about um, – TV broadcasting, podcasting, ESPN radio, whatever. It's all about being malleable and flexible and being able to adjust on your feet, right? Being able to say, okay, here's all the things this organization is good at. And here's the things that are maybe holding us back. Let's flex. I mean, you guys are going through this here. We don't need to get into those details right now, but you guys are making a a flex coming up soon, Mm -hmm. which is very exciting. And I think you guys did a good job of exactly what I'm talking about. Here's what we do well. Let's do it in a better form or fashion. The Grizz do do certain things and a lot of things very, very well in this current iteration. I just think they need to be a little bit more flexible moving forward. And I think that within the season, it's hard to do that. But I think in the offseason – they at least made an effort to do that. You're talking about new coordinators on both sides of the ball. I mean, I think Bobby Houck knows that they needed new leadership offensively. And like you said, different guys yelling out of practice. But you can tell Brett Pease, he's a yeller, he's a screamer, he's a hard-ass coach. But he also has his hands in everything. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he has a, a systematic uh, sort of knowledge of everything. So. Maybe that is an example of them being a little bit more flexible. Yeah, and I, and I think another example of them being more flexible is in their recruiting. Um, I've kind of heard that there was a little bit of a internal, like, hey, we need to start sending out more letters. And sure. for lack of a better phrase, we need to be a little more kiss-ass to some of these high sure. school kids yeah, 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 yeah. and making them feel wanted. Yep. And I've heard from a couple high schools that, hey, all of a sudden we started getting a little bit more letters, getting some more love from the Grizz. Good. And so I and I think that that was kind of a hey we need to you know maybe change a little bit of our recruiting tactics just as far as showing interest because these kids nowadays even if you love football and blah 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 like they need to feel wanted in different ways than kids did 20 years ago. It's totally true. There's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the west. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. You just got to identify. Big Step Breakdown, Sean Rainey, ABC Fox Montana. What is it? Nonstop local? You got yeah, we're nonstop shirt. local now. Nonstop yeah. local. Here we are. Hopefully, this is the last uh, <laughs> logo name change. Big Cyber Break presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com and see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. Okay, back to the quarterbacks. <laughs> Bobby Houck didn't even let it be the elephant in the room. He got the mic. He said, Hey, good to see everybody. Thanks to Chris Walker and Garrett Graves for being here. All right, I know you guys are going to ask me about the quarterbacks. Here's what's going on with the quarterbacks. 
Uh, basically, unsurprisingly, to me at least, there is no opening day quarterback for Montana in terms of a anointed starter. Uh, but they have multiple guys in the mix, Sam Vidlack, Clifton McDowell. They keep trying to say Chris Brown. I had a couple people that texted me during my radio show saying, watch Chris Brown be the starter against Butler on Saturday. Um, I, I, I think there's two sides to this coin, but I've already talked about this a lot on air today. What do you think? Because there is advantages and disadvantages to uh, not having like kind of the guy at quarterback going into the year. Well, I'll first start by maybe breaking down kind of what he said sure yeah 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 and because you, coach you, Houck, you tweeted this but yeah you can go follow and, sean on twitter if you want to see him actually yeah say and but coach Houck, he will sometimes not say anything but he'll throw little yes messages into what he's saying and there That's was right. one line in what he said that i really took away from and it was like he said something along the lines of we need our quarterback to play well enough to show that he is the guy That's right. so i think i took that as a you know, a slight veiled thing maybe at, at Vidlack because he came in saying that he was ahead and I think he expected him to kind of not run away with it, but, you know, end up being the guy. And I don't know if, you know, he didn't maybe, you know, progress or do exactly what they thought in fall and, and now it's kind of narrowed the gap a little bit. And so this is kind of, you know... And, you know, I mean, Bobby likes to play head games. For sure. Especially at the quarterback position. He's done a ton of this kind of stuff, more so in his first tenure than his second tenure. So this could be just like a – this could be a mind game test, too, to For the sure. guys in, in that in that room. And, and he, he made sure to follow up to your question. You asked a great question and said, hey – you say the quarterback's still in flux. What are the evaluation points for this? He gave some good ones, and then he, you know, re-grabbed the mic like he's prone to do and then said, I got to elaborate on that, though. The coaches do not pick who wins the positions. They do, but I get what he's saying. He's saying the players earn it. The player that's playing the best is going to be our guy moving mm -hmm. forward, and that's where it's so interesting is like both guys could be playing well and they could have two guys. We'll see. Well, and I, and I think that that was in an ideal scenario. It is two guys right. for the whole year. It's, yep. it's Vidlock getting rough 75% of the snaps. Sure. And then you bring in McDowell for different packages. He right. can run the ball. He yep. can mix it up. And that's the way college football is going and is using two quarterbacks. I still think Vidlock sure. has the arm and the accuracy that you need a guy that can beat you through the air first rather than legs only. So that's why I, I still think he's going to get the majority of the reps this season, even if it is a shared quarterback position. But there's, in an ideal perfect world, McDowell is good enough with his legs and doing other stuff that he finds himself on the field. That's right. Gets 20, 25 snaps a game, has packages for him, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah because totally if agree. yeah because if if he's not any good and then uh, – Sam gets hurt, then you're you're back to where you've been the last few no, years, and in, in, in taking a major step down when your starting quarterback gets hurt, which has happened every year for the last twelve years. So <laughs> forever, yeah, yeah. Right. So I I think a lot of people are going to maybe you know freak out or overreact from the news of this, but I think it might be better news than not. I don't know. I I totally agree. I said this on Nuanas now, but. Sam Vidlak's never played in a game at Montana. Clifton McDowell's never played in a game at Montana. And the last couple of games Chris Brown played in in games at Montana didn't go very well. So I think they want to see guys in games. I think they're going to try to make this 
quarterback co- competition go into the, the conference schedule because you have three non-conference games you're supposed to win. So yeah. you can feasibly rotate those guys and see where they're at. I also think that just interviewing Sam Vidlak and Clifton McDowell, both really good guys, but d- completely different personalities. Vidlak's mature, he's married, but he's also sort of soft-spoken. McDowell is, you know, the rah-rah guy. He's working with high school kids in the community. He, like, wanted to make his stamp on Missoula right away. So maybe he's got a little bit more of the charisma. And I also think that you, you, you can't have just sort of a, a dual system. The other thing I think back to is that during the spring game, Sam Vidlak looked great. I also thought the number one weakness I identified coming out of the spring game was the corners at Montana. Corbin Walker, who's going to be an all-league guy probably this year, he, didn't, he wasn't in that spring game really. Trevor Gradney got a little bit limited reps, and then after that, it was a bunch of dudes that either had just got moved to corner. I mean, they got dudes that not on the didn't roster. even play yeah. uh, corner during the spring. They got moved to corner during the summer to go cut their teeth. I think they knew it was a concern too. So I actually think it's probably a good coaching tactic that they were like, okay, Vidlak looked great during the spring, but also I hope Keelan White and Junior Bergen and all these other guys can roast a bunch of corners that probably aren't going to really be playing this fall. It's, it's, I think it's a good tactic. My main concern is, obviously, McDowell's here for one year. Right. And Vidlak's only and, a sophomore. And Vidlak's a sophomore. So do you want to just they've – they've messed with some young quarterbacks recently in the past where they – that's where the dichotomy comes in. Where I, I can see why they want to work both guys in. There's the other sort of side of the story, though, where you say, okay, we want these guys. We want to anoint a guy and build confidence in him. Right? Yes, and you could do that with the soft schedule right. to start the year. Right. In let, a, let a guy throw over in the perfect world. Right. In the perfect world, Vidlak becomes an all-conference guy, and, the, and Montana has him for three years. That's right. And, this, and in this sophomore year, he's a – you know, third team honorable mention type sure. quarterback, yeah. and then competing for second and first team One the next two years. Four best team quarterbacks in the league. Yes, That'd and you great. could and yeah. you could probably do that in a better way by giving him most of the reps and the reins from the start, especially with this soft schedule coming up. So right. then he's prepped and ready to go when you hit October, and the schedule you know gets pretty tight. The concern would be they do this messing around back and forth. Nobody really gains confidence or a strong footing and then it's just kind of you go into still league play with some question marks yep so and with a guy who has a couple more years of eligibility he mentally might just be like okay i'm kind of tired of getting played with here and then he doesn't want to stay you know part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future have you asked yourself lately what is your plan forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on nick Tabor at westpac wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs give nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you the reason that Bobby Houck does this is because this worked really well during his first tenure. The reason this is detrimental is what you just said, is yeah. that guys can leave now. I, I hearken back to Bobby Houck's first tenure. Cole Berquist came in, was a starter for the second half of the season as a redshirt freshman, and uh, then coming into his sophomore year, they brought in Josh Schwager. He started over him, but then that helped Berquist get way better and become a two-year starter, a two-year all-conference player. 
they did the same thing to Andrew Sell. Andrew Sell was the starter. He was the guy coming back. Then they brought in Justin Roper to really challenge him. And, uh, and Sell beat Roper out. So Bobby has challenged his starting quarterback with incoming transfers multiple times. This is just a unique situation for two reasons. One, it's two transfer guys going at it for that number one spot. And also, like you said, if a guy is dissatisfied, he can just leave again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. How they split the reps? Do they do it? You know, per drive? Do they do it per quarter? Totally. Like it's going to be very interesting on Saturday. That's for sure. Uh, I told you we had a time limit on this, so we're up against it already. I know you got uh, some work to do, some fantasy drafting yeah. to do, all of the above. Uh, give me just a yeah. couple more quick thoughts about the Grizz, though. I mean, where I, I guess start with this: where's somewhere they could be better than people maybe think they're going to be this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think well, it's pretty. I mean, it's well documented that you know the offensive line should be pretty good. That's right. Uh, how about how about I give you some some players that I think are okay. really? I yeah. think I think Eli Gilman is going to be an absolute stud at running. You back. You and me are on the same page. I said he's my my breakout star of the year. I think he'll be like I think he'll be number one. I think he'll be number one. I think yeah. he'll be the Grizz leading rusher. Okay, yeah. So we're on the same page Barring there. Injury, I think he's he's their number one guy in terms of yards. This yeah, year. I mean he That's could right. do it all. He, he's he. Because you have you have Osmo and Childs, but they're both downhill kind of power backs. Good backs. For Childs sure. is your you know more your home run receiving guy, but sure. Gilman could do it all. I mean, he's a he's a complete back, and well, he's he's just got a superior level of talent to pretty much everybody yeah. in the program, and that's why you recruit the Minnesota Player of the Year. I mean, you've seen him run around in camp. He, he, he just looks. All those guys are are good athletes. Gilman just looks different. Yep. Um. So I, I think he's going to really have a. A breakout season. I mean, we've talked about fonts. I don't think that's a hidden yeah. thing. Um, I think Sawyer Racanelli is going to have a pretty good year. Yep. I, think I think he's a guy that a lot of people are, are sleeping on. Um, and then I do. Th- I think Riley Wilson at linebacker yep. is going to be pretty good. Yep. Uh, he's he's a little bit different at linebacker. Uh, yep. And this is what Montana does. They have you know the three four Montana guys at linebacker, yep. and then they have kind of the one transplant that's yep. that's usually yep. pretty good. And so I think Riley Wilson will contend and, and be an all big sky player at their at the end of the season. I got I got two for you and this is gonna you're gonna think this is funny, but both these guys are people are are players that are familiar the fan base is familiar with. I just don't think people know how good they could be. My two guys I think could really be breakout players on defense are Braxton Hill and Nash Fouch. Because I think they're both so talented. People know those names. They've played a bunch of games. Nash Fouch a multiple-year starter. Braxton Hill's been in that linebacker rotation. But I think without guys in front of him, Braxton Hill could put up huge numbers. I mean, he's a great athlete. He runs so well sideline to sideline. Knows how to make plays. And Fouch, same thing. I think that not having to be in this like endless safety rotation and just be like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, make no mistake, it's going to be Graves, Fouch, and Cotton, and then everybody else is going to fill in after that. Ryder, Meyer, Jackson, Lee, those guys will get on the field. But I think Fouch has – I think he's got the most diverse skill set of any of those safeties because he can play the ball. He can also play in the box. He's a great tackler. He's tough. He's smart. So uh, I, I think that – both those, again, both those guys have played a lot, but if both those guys ended up as like true mm-hmm. first or second team all-conference talents, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and I'm, re- I'm just really curious to see if they're going to have any different you know personnel groupings on right, defense. right, right. Um, or, I noticed or, that or, a little bit. Or things with coverage because, yeah. you know, obviously that's kind of the strength now yep. of Bradford. And so are they going to do anything different in yep. the back end? Goal line, are they going to actually have a different a, a goal line package? Right. Um, excited, you know, looking forward to those kind of things, which is what, I mean, we'll, you'll see those in 
in the first week because you're not going to just not run out you know personnel packages. So that's kind of what I'm curious to see on, on week one. Last one for you. What do you think of the tight ends? Um, I think Coach Houck kind of hinted towards it today. And he says this a lot. Like he – someone asked about – or no, was it today or was it – I don't know. He said something. Someone asked about the tight ends, and he said, "Well, basically, they're offensive linemen. If I wanted, if I wanted another receiver on the field, we just put another receiver on the field." Right. I think that obviously is a hint, saying like, "Hey, we have some big dudes that are more blockers than yes. than than receivers, and that's fine because For sure when you have a Cole Grossman, like I don't want him blocking. I want him running routes. Yeah, that's right. But when you have like huge dudes, like a Ashton and Barker and Jake Olson, like right. just use them. Evan Shaver, the yeah. D two guy who's like six five two seventy five. Yes, exactly. Like just use move those guys around and use them as like athletic offensive linemen that can pull and move yes. and help double teams totally. and get onto linebackers and have the speed to get onto a linebacker. So uh, I think if they, I think they're going to use them in the run. I, the run game should be good, dynamic. Good to really it should good. be very. It, it yeah. has the potential, and I, I, you know, you, I just have the, it's just. Scheme wise, I don't. How much different is it than last year? But it has the potential. I think if they can scheme it up, the run the running game could be really really good. And that would make Coach Houck so happy. Thanks, guy. Break down, Sean Rainey. He'll be joining us here and on Nuanas now throughout the football season and hopefully throughout always. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Fun. Hey, always, whenever you want. <laughs> Uh, Big Sky Breakdown, SkylightSportsMT.com, probably presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. More right after this. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.